Project High, a police investigation into stolen vehicles, recovering a pretty high number of stolen vehicles the other day, actually 200 in total. And joining us now for more on this is Detective Greg O'Connor with Commercial Auto Crime Unit with the Peel Police. The detective joins us here now. Detective O'Connor, thanks for your time. Appreciate it. Good afternoon. How are you? I'm well, thanks. Uh, can you give us uh, some further details into both the length and the depth of Project High, this investigation? Yeah, so uh, so Project High 5 was uh, commenced as the result of the top five stolen vehicles through the Insurance Board of Canada, now known as Equite, uh, and the vehicles that were being affected and stolen throughout the greater Toronto area and the province of Ontario. Um, so investigators ended up uh, putting together a team through neighbouring police forces with York, Halton, uh, the Ontario Provincial, uh, sorry, Ontario Provincial Police, and uh, led by Peel Regional Police. Uh, that resulted in uh, obviously a large number of arrests, a significant amount of vehicles that were recovered, uh, and a substantial amount of criminal charges that were uh, laid in relation to this project. And this was a six-month-long investigation? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it was a six-month-long investigation um, that commenced, and on January 19th uh, is when we committed uh, our takedowns or execution day in relation to uh, the arrested parties. Okay, and can you tell us uh, what kind of cars were targeted and later recovered? I mean, was it a certain brand of vehicle or a certain type of vehicle? Yeah, so we focused on the Toyota Highlanders, the Honda CRVs, uh, high-end Range Rovers, the 2018 to 2021 Ford F-150s, and the 2016 to 2021 uh, Lexus RX350s. And these are uh, typically, are they uh, known as uh, the targets of uh, car thieves? Are they kind of the most popular uh, cars that uh, car thieves are after? Yeah, so they are very popular. Um, A lot of these vehicles were destined for overseas countries. Um, They bring a high dollar amount uh, once over there. Um, And what we were seeing is it's a uh, low risk, high reward crime. Um, We were out uh, conducting surveillance and through surveillance video that we obtained from homeowners and neighboring businesses that uh, within the matter of, you know, two to three minutes, thieves were targeting these vehicles, gaining entry to it, plugging in, reprogramming a key uh, and driving off with these vehicles. So pretty organized, very sophisticated in the relation to how they were doing these thefts. Um, I know we've seen in the past a lot of the the relay uh, thefts that has been out there and pushed through. And uh, in this instance, these were all uh, forced entry into the vehicle where they would then obtain the onboard diagnostics port, the OBD, reprogram a secondary key or an aftermarket key, and then steal the vehicle and drive off and put it in a cool-out location. They'd sit then sit in the cool-out locations, and then they would be uh, sent off to shipping locations. Yeah, tell us a little bit more about that, if you could, because I've seen some of the photos police uh, released, and it looks like these cars, yeah, they were in this location, basically warehoused. Is that where you found these 200 cars, and they were destined, destined sorry, for overseas? Yeah, so not to get into too much specifics, but uh, but obviously through through our surveillance and investigative techniques, we were able to identify and locate a lot of these vehicles, uh, also those responsible for the thefts. Um, so we would observe them. They would then go to different cool-out locations uh, and then be loaded into shipping containers uh, to be destined overseas. So you can see in some of the photos that have been released, some containers had four vehicles in there with some that would be suspended with chains and uh, and straps. So 
significant damage to these vehicles and uh, overall cost to the consumers and uh, affecting the economy with these. I was going to ask about those recovered vehicles. Just how damaged are they and are they returned to their rightful owners? So if we're getting the vehicles back within uh, within a timely manner, um, within a couple of days, um, generally they will go back to the insured party who owns these vehicles. These are these are new vehicles. They're not uh, people aren't going out and paying cash for these. They're financing them, spending their hard and hard earned money and everything to uh, be able to afford these vehicles. So with doing this, a lot of them are financed. The insurance company then repairs them and sends them back. We were seeing with the Hondas and Lexuses anywhere between eight to thirteen thousand dollars damage that would be uh, costs incurred to the insurance company or the homeowner, uh, vehicle owner to get these vehicles back on the road and the F-150s. Uh, defeating when they would defeat the onboard GPS system anywhere up towards uh, $18,000 in damage for these. So ultimately, and the cost to unload them out of the shipping containers as well, which, like I said, comes back and affects the consumer overall driving up insurance rates. Sure. And this is obviously a growing problem. Can you kind of, I don't know, in a way, encapsulate this for us and just tell us how big of a problem stolen vehicles have become? in the GTA and really uh, right across uh, the province of Ontario? So, yeah, we've seen a, 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 sub, a substantial increase over the course of the last few years. Um, obviously, with the pandemic, um, it's driving a lot of people can't afford these. Um, and, and it is. With the electronic devices, the modern-day conveniences that we're going through, um, it's making people or making the vehicles and thieves easier to learn and and steal these items as they as they go around so with the luxury and convenience of having push start and proximity keys when you're going into your vehicle um you know unfortunately uh, the best way to protect your vehicle is something with an actual physical key that's going into the lock mechanism well that's my very next question because these thieves from what you've detailed sounds like they're very sophisticated very organized so for those listening right now and are concerned about their vehicle their car how can they best protect themselves detective well and that's what we uh we like to push is obviously park your vehicle in your garage if you can it all comes down to layers of protection it's uh you know it's got to be a cooperation between those that own the vehicles and also um you know the people when the vehicles are out there so um, park your vehicle in your garage if you can. Believe it or not, use a steering wheel locking device such as the club. Um, you know, they're a big bulky thing that are out there and about. Uh, in this instance, while we were out doing surveillance and uh, coming across some of these stolen recovered vehicles, um, the, the, the bad guys, the thieves, were actually using the clubs to place onto their vehicles to ensure that they weren't stolen when they were parked in these other uh, locations. So, um, that's one of the things, an aftermarket GPS tracking device that you can put into your vehicle um, that can be tracked, something that is simple as the Apple AirTags. Thieves were using those to target vehicles and then get an updated location of where the vehicle was at a later time through um, through their notifications. Um, you know, it's, believe it or not, we had a, a substantial amount of the public's assistance where people would say, my vehicle was last in this location. I went and looked for it. It wasn't there. Us being the police, we're then able to use investigative techniques and follow-ups, obtaining the video, and then seeing where these vehicles, who was picking them up and where they were going after that. So, 
Yeah, a little more on those Apple AirTags, if you could, for just a second, because I've read about those. I'm sure others have as well. And this is really chilling. Thieves are using this as essentially a tracking device. They'll see your car in a parking lot. They'll tag it. Then they'll be able to uh, find uh, find out where you uh, live and where the car is at uh, at a later time or date. Yeah, so that's how it works. Is basically it works off of uh, Bluetooth activity, um, connecting to Wi-Fi or any data on a phone. So you know, there can be hours where there's no notifications or anything that comes in, and then it could be um, every 30 minutes when somebody walks by or even every every 30 seconds when someone walks by, these locations can be updated where they're at. So um, we ask people check their tailgates, um, the, uh, uh, the plug-ins for their trailers, for the F-150s and your pickup trucks, um, check along your windshield wipers, uh, in those areas where you can where you can check and see, and if if you do own these devices and you program them to your phone, uh, don't hesitate to put one under the seat of your car or in a seat pocket or in a hidden area within your car because it's going to ultimately help in the recovery of your vehicle. All right, just finally, two hundred vehicles. I mean, that's an awesome amount of vehicles uh, recovered. But in the grand scheme of things, is it really only just scratching the surface when it comes to stolen vehicles in the province? Um, you know, we're doing the best that we can and, uh, resources being allocated in different areas. Um, you know, one thing I will say, Peel Regional Police, they take the, uh, vehicle crimes serious. Um, we're getting a lot of community support, uh, and upper management support in relation to this. So we are, we are trying to do the best that we can. Um, unfortunately, as you can see the stats and everything that goes on, there's, uh, you know, every 40, 48 minutes in Canada, vehicle stolen. And sometimes uh, in one night, neighborhoods will be targeted. There'll be, you know, six, seven cars taken within one area. Um, and you can see how quick that these thieves are able to take these. So the police response with that um, is, is something that, um, you know, we do the best that we can do. And uh, it, we've made a substantial dent. But unfortunately, when one person uh, is arrested and, and taken away, there's always somebody else to try and fill in that void. All right. Well, listen, appreciate the hard work that you all do day in and day out and appreciate the time with us this afternoon. Detective, thanks so much. Thank you very much. Take care. You too. That's Detective Greg O'Connor with the Commercial Auto Crime Unit with Peel Police. Again, Project High, netting a high number of stolen vehicles recovered the other day, some 200 in total. And we're back after this. You're listening to The Jeff MacArthur Show. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance <laughs> recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.